Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Bull City Soccer Show. I am your host, Zach Leishner, and Bull City Soccer Show is proud to be a part of the Soccer and Sweet Tea Network of Podcasts. And before I dive into this week's episode, guys, I just want to let you guys know that if y'all have any questions about the PDL South Atlantic or any of the other clubs around here in the lower divisions, check out Soccer and Sweet Tea's Amateur Hour. The guys over there do a great work covering lower division soccer here in the Carolinas. And uh, check out all of our other articles that we do on our website at Soccer in Sweet Tea. Um, we have a lot of fantastic writers at the site, and so check out, check all of them out for all of your Carolina soccer needs. So let's dive right into this new episode. So guys, this week it's been rough. And maybe not just this week alone, but I would say the past four matches ever since May 23rd we have kind of been in a rut and it has just been tough soccer we started off the season hot um, and I thought continuing this hot streak right here we're going to do great we're going to keep playing good then the Charlotte Eagles come to town and that was a tough game I knew that one was going to be tough from the beginning Charlotte's always a pretty good squad. Um, I mean, they won the PDL last year, but after their Open Cup, no idea how they're good they're going to be. So this was a very tough game. They lose that one. Okay, you know, they still have six points. It was a tough loss. We learned, bounce back. Next game, May 23rd, seven days later, plenty of rest. I'm thinking, okay, we're at Myrtle Beach. We always play competitive at Myrtle Beach. Um... I think we got this. Lose 1-3. I was planning on doing podcasts later after that one. Maybe after the NCFC game. But with not having good enough info. The camera wasn't that good. Not getting the stats right after the game is always really tough to to really give a podcast out that consistent. And um, so, <clears throat> yeah, it was just... It was a tough game to watch with the field, with the angle of the camera for uh, Myrtle Beach streaming. And so I was like, okay, wait another week. Hopefully we'll have something good to talk about. Um, So then the guys come home, travel to Cary, short, quick bus ride over to Cary. Nothing too bad. Basically another home game for them pretty much because some of those guys have played there before. Um, So they take on NCFC who... I went to their match um, earlier that Tuesday of that week, um, and it was a good match. Uh, NCFC hosted uh, the Charlotte Eagles, so I, I was excited about that match because that's the second time I get to see Charlotte and NCFC again in a neutral setting. So um, it was it was a good game. It was really competitive, very back and forth. Um, I actually wrote a recap for that game. Um, and I thought it was pretty good. NCFC looked really strong. It was really a tale of two halves. Charlotte came out really strong after the first half. I thought, you know, Charlotte, Charlotte's got it in the bag. NCFC hasn't been playing that good this year. You know, maybe they'll, they'll lose it or whatnot. But, I mean, NCFC came out and just dominated that second half. I mean, th- this team is looking to, they're really in good form right now. And they've been riding this little hot streak that they've had. And I think they've now have like a three game unbeaten streak. 
Um, if I believe not, because I know I'm recording it and it is a Wednesday night, and they just played Mortal Beach, I believe, and they zero zero draw for that game. I want to say I could be wrong. Could be wrong. So don't quote me on that. But um, yeah. So um, they come out. Um, NCFC wins that game, scores some points. That's their first one of the season. First one of the season. And then, so, I'm thinking, okay, you know, NCFC is going to be uh, pretty tough when we face them. Go to the game, and I'm out there. It is it is hot. It is really hot. And on my way to the game, beautiful weather. Getting cloudy. Didn't think it was going to storm yet. Um, players get ready. So, game was supposed to start at 4 o'clock. And when I get there, I'm told it's at 4.30. So, I'm like, uh, okay, okay. You know, I figured they could have been playing at 4, get the game out of the way for the weather. But no, they started a little after 4.30, right as the ref blows the whistle. Or, I don't even think he blew the whistle yet. They, players getting ready, about to kick the ball off, thunder. And then, so they're, you know, refs out there talking. Then at Lightnings, we have to leave the complex, go outside. So, um, so I'm just there waiting, waiting. It starts to rain. And the late the game is delayed, and the senior team NCSC was actually hosting the Bethlehem Steel, and that game started at seven. So I was thinking they might pull this game and let the senior team, you know, play because they get they get first priority. But um, that the senior team game actually was only delayed by thirty minutes. Uh, the U23s and Tobacco Road actually got to play that game. Uh, they played the first half, and then it rained. Um, a lot, and I believe it was another thunder break in between the halves. But um, that the, their whole game was in the rain. The whole first half was in the rain, pouring down rain for that. And then the second half, the first part of that half was drizzle, and then it cleared out. Turned out to be really pretty. You got some great photos of it. I know an NCSC photographer just they just tweeted out a really nice picture. Monday or Tuesday of that view, so uh, ended up to being really good evening out. But it was just um, very, very frustrating game. the uh, The ref was playing the advantage for NCFC, so it wasn't something that we wanted to see. Um, and second, in the second half, I did notice that um, that there was a clear handball, and I wouldn't say it hit his hand so much, but maybe his wrist area but I mean it was it was loud and I was actually sitting not in the stands but above behind the box office up top so I had a really good aerial view of this match but it was it was a really loud handball and I don't know how the ref didn't hear and just call it or didn't see it and just call it but I mean it, the, all the players knew and they raised their hands they wanted a penalty on that and it, it was definitely a fr frustrating game but going into the half, I thought it was good that we were able to get on the board first. But then NCFC did come 10 minutes later. And I thought that us getting on the boards first would be good. Because we haven't we weren't able to do that in the past few weeks. So it was very good that we got on the board first. But then we didn't hold that lead. And I think the defense has been lacking here recently. Uh, whereas the first two games we were very strong. But this game, 
uh, went to the half. And this game got really feisty. Both of these teams do not like each other. It's turning out to be a really good rivalry, but it not a good. Um, wasn't a good game. It was incredibly sloppy as well. The pitch was wet, uh, and it didn't seem like NCFC was or Tobacco Road was able to, you know, put moves on anyone because of the wet pitch. And you can't just do things with the ball compared to a dry pitch. And um, NCFC kind of took advantage of that and was really trapping NCFC to, I mean, Tobacco Road to, to make a move and to pass the ball and to do different things. Whereas NCFC was just kind of getting to open areas and then shooting or trying to create more chances. Whereas Tobacco Road was kind of, wasn't playing the smartest style with the conditions of the pitch. So I think that was something that they had to adapt to and they weren't, and I don't think they were able to the rest of the game. They didn't have the best of chances. And uh, second half was really back and forth. I thought NCSC started to have more attacking ability chances. Similar to their game against Charlotte, where <clears throat> Charlotte was able to take the lead and then um, really came out that second half. Whereas, you know, it's, it's the same, which I'm seeing a trend here with NCFC. So it's good to see that with NCFC, that they're able to come out in the second half and play strong ball. But Tobacco Road, I don't think, was ready for that and was able to, was able to adapt quickly enough this game. But what was, was just really frustrating was NCFC kind of came off a, a counter, was able to score on Tobacco Road in the 89th minute, which was just kind of a dagger there to just win the game for them. And it was just incredibly frustrating. And extra time seemed to have lasted a little longer, which I thought was needed. But Tobacco Road really tried hard in the extra time to to score an extra goal. But it was just... Just frustrating match for us, and I'm thinking, okay, we have a few days off. We have uh, four days before we travel to Lions Bridge. You know, Lions Bridge not that far. Newport News, first time ever playing them. They haven't been playing that good. I think that they've been bottom of the table. They played a lot of games early, so I'm thinking you know, maybe they're a little tired. But um. It was not the case, for sure. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, you know, we um, travel up to Ryan's, Lions Bridge Wednesday. Beautiful weather there. And, um, you know, I, I've seen the highlights for their games. Um, but the pitch definitely did not look that good. Um, I'm not trying to, just, you know, throw shade at Lions Bridge. But the pitch was pretty bad. But it seems like it's been used a lot here recently. And the announcers were talking about how poor it looked. And there was a lot of sand out there. And I thought I was like, oh, man, look at this grass. It's dead. There's dirt out there. But no, they said that it was sand to kind of hold the pitch down a little bit. Keep it uh, in good shape. But, um, yeah, pitch was not looking that good. But uh, Lions Bridge has a really cool environment, I thought. Um, I just thought they just had the initial stands where the football field is. And there is a track around it, and then, but they use the track to their advantage with a kind of like a south end zone bar type area with the local brewery, which I thought was really cool. And they had two ginormous bouncy castles, which I have never seen like that at a at a PDL game before. 
So I thought that was really uh, that thought that was really cool to see that the fans were really into this game. But I was hoping that they were going to get out of the game <laughs> with Tobacco Road winning it. But um, first game, little sloppy. The defense I think is just not playing good. And this game was getting really feisty, especially in the second half, which I'll dive into. Because a lot of players are going into it, and I also think the way the calls were going, the calls were going to Tobacco Road, which were in Lions Bridge's favor. And then calls would be on Lions Bridge, but they weren't necessarily in our favor. And players were really getting frustrated with this. There should have been a few penalties that should have been, not penalties, but there should have been more calls that should have been made on Lions Bridge that weren't. And um, so, but that first goal, right before he scored it, um, the, the announcers were talking about the sun was kind of moving. So when you're watching the game on your left, um, the sun was kind of coming down. So Lions Bridge started, the goalie was on the left. Ryan Creens was on the right side of the of the um of their screen. And so the you could see the sun was kind of moving and the last time the sun was on the pitch was actually in front of Ryan Creens and um a Lions Bridge uh attacker ran down, went to the corner, great pass, uh incredibly speedy, and Jalen Brown uh was actually this is fourth um, fourth goal of the, year, of the season so far, and um, had a I mean had a beautiful goal. I mean this announcer went crazy for it, and I thought it was a really good goal. Uh, I think he said it went upper ninety for it. Um, I don't know if the game's back on YouTube yet. Watching it live is a little hard because you can't rewind stuff on Facebook Live, or at least I don't know how to do that yet. But. Yeah, really beautiful goal. I thought that Ryan at first deflected it because it looked like to me from watching it live that he went to the right way and he deflected it into the goal. But later they showed a slow-mo replay of it. And they said that Ryan went the wrong way. But maybe I was just looking at it wrong that I thought he went into the goal or he dove for it in the right direction. But, you know... Really hard to tell from these angles. Um, ah, you know what? They just posted it 42 minutes ago. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I'll talk about... Oh, wait, you know what? I'm sorry, guys. That's those highlights. Um, but, yes, sorry about that. Um, yeah, so... Um, beautiful goal. That was a tough one. I would give that one away. It was a really good goal. Second goal, um, I believe it was eight minutes later, because the first goal was in the uh, 30th minute. So yeah, just seven minutes later, penalty. Now, I didn't think we needed to uh, slide into that. Um, So um, Lionsbridge was running down the middle of the box. They had some time. Kitted out far left, um, and it's kind of a move that you make in FIFA where you're being ballsy and you're just kind of running and sliding, and you're in, sorry, you're in the box and you're just gonna say, "Oh, I'm gonna get it," and I don't care if it's a, I don't care if it's a, 
a penalty or not or yellow card. I'm I'm just going for it. Well, we went for it, and it's just, it's a little controversial, but I think the call that was made was a good call. Very frustrating. Um, so it resulted in a penalty right before the half. So I was thinking, okay, you know what? We go in the locker room. It's one nil. We come back out. We fight hard. We score a goal. Get leave Newport with a draw. You know, steal a point from these guys. Not the case. <laughs> we go into half two nothing. Um, not very good. Um, Ian Mil- Miltar was the one who uh, scored the penalty. Um, sorry, I'm going to look at some tweets as, uh, waiting for the PDO to update their, uh, their website, but I don't think it will be done, uh, by tonight. But what I will do is I will check, guys, the, um, the Myrtle Beach and CFC game, because I believe that was tonight. Um, you know what, let me do that right now while, (laughs) while I was talking about it. Yes, I am correct. NCSC did uh, play at Myrtle Beach. And that game did end in a 0-0 draw. So we will talk about that with some points here after this. But, um, yeah, so coming out the second half, I figured we got to go for it. And they did kind of go for it. A little back and forth. Not the best chances. And I don't know what it was. Why, you know, watching our first two games and then watching these four games and it's just... We're just not shooting like like we want like we know it's a goal. We're shooting because we're trying to get a goal. We're just trying to. We're not shooting knowing that this is going to go in. And it's a little frustrating to watch. And it's just tough. And I I I don't know what it is that our problem is because I'm not a coach and I'm not an expert. I'm just saying it how I see it in a way and it was just a little little frustrating but um 63rd a minute Lions Bridge scores again and after this third goal I'm, I'm in the group chat like oh you know th- this isn't good this isn't good at all oh wait I'm sorry I'm sorry 40 49th minute Lions Bridge scores their third goal 63rd minute they scored their fourth goal. Not very much time in between. Uh, Tobacco Road makes some changes. Um, then this is where the problems started coming in. So we're down 4 nothing. Players clearly frustrated. Defense pissed off. Tobacco Road makes a few changes. Um, Eli Garner starts to get into it. And uh, is sent off on a red card. Or... or Second yellow, I believe it was. Um, th- after that, I figured, okay, let's just stop. Park the bus. Get out of here. Don't let them score again. Just win these last 20 minutes. Play tough. Play smart. No. We <laughs> get one player sent off, so we have 25 minutes of you know, having to play with a man down. Did not go good for us. 84th minute, make it 5-0. Not very good. Um, Then there's another goal shortly after that. And it 
having it a 6-0 is just... I don't, I don't know what to say for it. It's absolutely just... You know, I was hoping that this game would be 2-0, 1, 1-1, something like that. You know, something simple. I could break it down, talk tactics, what we did right, what we did wrong. But then, you know, wanting to record the other day, but I waited, hoping to get a positive result here in Lionsbridge. I could talk about the last three games, make it easier on myself. But then watching a 6-0 just humiliation in Newport it's their first time playing them and just getting dominated by them and it's just it's frustrating as a fan watching this but you know four game losing streak is tough and I you know this this season is incredibly short we are six games in and um we have one two three Eight games left so we are right there in the middle and actually our next game is a week from now in Durham which is fantastic home game home crowd in front of our fans friends family bad news it's against Lions Bridge good news from that is though we just watched them play we know what they're going to do to us um, I believe Eli Garner's not allowed to play in this. I could be wrong. I don't know the rules on since he got second yellow if he's suspended the next game or not, but I will keep you guys updated on that. Um, but it's frustrating for sure, and it's really hard on me to you know sit here and talk about this and. You know, it's really tough. But one thing I also want to talk about was uh, Andrew Pierce, who is a part of the Soccer and Sweet Tea Network with us, um, has been doing his power rankings for the PDL South Atlantic Division. And, you know, we <laughs> started off really good. So week, his week four power rankings that came out um, Wednesday morning had Tobacco Road fourth and I, I I figured we were going to be lower but I mean we can't be lower than sixth but I figured we would have been fifth or sixth not fourth and I'm gonna put the blame on Andrew for that I'm, I'm gonna say it's his fault for uh, putting us too high letting us lose but um it's a little funny that he put us last week first and then this week we are in fourth and definitely after um this week's game <laughs> i'm sure next week we will well lions bridge is fifth so they're definitely moving in front of us and then uh it's just dynamo so i definitely think we're better than dynamo since we beat them already once and dominated them and they just lost uh like six to one i believe as well <laughs> on a wednesday so it, it is um, tough and uh, quick, quick fat, fact, fat, Jesus, fact about the Dynamo right now. Um, they have seven of their next ten games on the road, which is good for us, Tobacco Road, because if we don't turn our season around, we're going to be right there at the bottom with them. So at least we're going to be on top of the Dynamo. But you know, losing six nil right now. 
isn't good stats wise uh, just looking at goal differential it is just going to be a headache looking at it but um so let me go ahead and break down a few of our upcoming games um, we have Lions Bridge at home one week from today uh, next Wednesday um, June um, June 13th and then we have another home game the following Wednesday so another Wednesday game another week apart good good solid break um, against our uh, close rival NCFC which is going to be the final round of the RDU Derby and one thing I meant to I wrote down about this was last year we called it the RDU Derby and whenever I wrote recaps or previews for this game I called it the RDU Derby so this year I think that's what I started off with using and then the club actually tweeted out Triangle Derby so I don't know what the fans are using or, or if it's Triangle now but with Wake FC coming in next year I want to see something solid or you know set in stone you know RDU triangle you know it makes sense uh, Raleigh Durham Derby you know I think was really good for us and NCFC but you know I think triangle Derby sounds good for um, Tobacco Road NCFC and Wake FC that's coming in 2019 and I'm going to do an episode you know maybe after the season talking about the impact of uh, all these other clubs coming in here into the South Atlantic Division. So, um, yeah, uh, stay tuned for that episode. But, um, yeah, so the Triangle Derby, that is the last round of it. So right now it's one and one. Uh, we beat them, they beat us. So this game is pretty big. And I'm going on a limb and say that if it's a draw, it's going to be based on goal differential. So it is, um, that's a big game for us. Local rivals at home. Then we have another week following Wednesday, June 27th, at Charlotte, which is going to be tough. And as right now, that game is at Charlotte Christian instead of at Matthews. So I'm not sure on the field situation. I want to say it's turf because I'm pretty sure watching it, seeing a game there before is um, has football lines on it because it's a high school stadium. So I believe it's turf. I could be wrong though, so don't uh, don't quote me on that. And then we have a two-day break, come home, um, and then play the uh, Carolina Dynamo at home. So good news is three out of our four next games are all at home, and th that cl um, closes out our month. So not too bad. We um, play three games in 21 days, which you know isn't that bad um it, it's it's tough it is very tough so i hope that we can stay healthy stay rested and just get ready to come back and beat lions bridge seven nothing so then we can know one up them because we actually do play lions bridge three times this year so uh, definitely going to be a tough matchup this year so uh, and also that was the last match to or that was the last trip to uh, Newport News as well but um, yeah guys so I'm coming up here on the 30th minute mark so um, yeah so I'm going to do 
some more uh, articles here coming up. I'm going to do one kind of giving stats about, you know, us on this four-game losing streak and then us, how we started the year off. And I'm going to try to figure out what it is. Uh, do another episode here. Uh, maybe in next week. Um, we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, guys, if you guys are ever interested in learning more about the South Atlantic, uh, check out Soccer and Sweeties Amateur Hour. Those guys, uh, Ben and Chris, have done a fantastic job running that pod. Um, recently, they just did a episode with um, one of the guys from the um, Bantam Battalion, I believe it is, um, talking about um, South Carolina United and um, how their season has been going since they just had their first uh, first game or home, first home game of the season at their brand new stadium, which is very cool. Um, they were one of the many clubs I want to learn about, and sadly they're the only Carolina club that is not in the South Atlanta division. Kind of got robbed of that, but um, yeah, fantastic interview they did, and they do a weekly one. normally comes out on Mondays, I believe. So um, yeah, check those guys out. Um, they do fantastic work, and if you guys ever want to learn anything else about Carol- soccer here in the Carolinas, check out SoccerAndSweetTea.com, and uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter. Make sure to follow the show on Twitter as well, at um, Bull City Soccer Show, and on Twitter it is Bull City Sock Show. So it's Bull City S O C Show. Um, yes, guys, so that's going to be it for this week's episode. Uh, let me know what you think. Make sure to uh, subscribe to us on everywhere you find podcasts. Um, and then leave a review because the way Apple Podcasts work and um, with their algorithms and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, guys, let me know what you think. Uh, see you guys next week.